Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the campfire. The only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction. In exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Ashura. He called this experience the legend of Wintervale. Please allow me to tell you his tale. An old tale the townsfolk would tell to their kids who would stay up past their bedtime or kids who would disobey their parents' rules. They would tell their children of a man who would come visit them while they were sleeping and take them for himself. Or he would take something dear to them, something they treasure the most. I can't quite remember every little detail of it, but from what I do remember, it goes a little something like this. Every 100 years, a man will visit a town named Wintervale, a small little town holding a population of just 200. It is always cold here, but the townspeople eventually learn to tolerate it after so many years. The man who visits has no name, no background, nor does he have any history of where he comes from. A visitor of Wintervale is a complete mystery. He is said to wear a gray-colored vest with a long, brownish overcoat, long, dark gray slacks with dress shoes to match, gloves to prevent his fingers from numbing due to the relentless cold air, a brown hat to match with his coat, and finally, a cane he keeps by his side, appearing to come off as a resident from the city. He will enter the town and look for a person who walks alone. Some of the townsfolk wander the paths that lead to various buildings, such as shops, homes, food providers. There would even be people coming out of others' homes to return to their own. Once he chooses his victim, he will approach them and start a conversation. The conversations he engages with are so very detailed and intriguing that it almost sends you into a state of hypnosis. During this conversation, you must try to end it quickly because if not, you will find yourself inviting him into your home, and that dot 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 is when it has already become too late. What he does to his victims is unknown and he never leaves a trace of them. Not even the slightest. You wouldn't even know someone was taken away. The house will look just as it did before, and the townsfolk will continue on with their life as if the person never existed. Nobody knows what the visitor is capable of doing to the townspeople. Does he kill them, abduct them, take them somewhere else far away? So many questions by various of people but yet. All unanswered, all but one. My name is Sophia Winfield, and this is the story of my encounter with the legend of Wintervale. It was late, around 9 p.m. I should say and the sun had just slowly extinguished from the sky. I sat by the fire in the living room, humming various lullabies that my mom sang to me every night before bed. The fire felt so warm and refreshing, it made me want to stay in that exact spot forever. But I knew I would eventually have to get up and go to bed. As I sat by the fire, 
I looked out the window to see the rest of the townspeople entering their homes and shutting out their lights for the night. All right, honey, it's time for bed. My mom said in a very low voice. Her voice always sounded so comforting, so sweet, the type of voice you would want to hear for the rest of your life. I sighed and got up, wrapping the loose part of my blanket around me and heading upstairs with my mother. Her hand felt so smooth, her grip light and delicate as she guided me up the stairs. Everything about my mom was completely and utterly beautiful. Magnificent, if you will. Sometimes I wonder why my dad would ever leave a woman like her. We got to my room and she tucked me into bed. She sat down next to me, stroking the little strand of hair that ran down my face. Behind the back of my ear while she gave a small, reassuring smile. She then leaned down and gave me a kiss on the forehead before telling me goodnight. What about one of your bedtime songs? I said lifting the blanket over my mouth, muffling every word. My mom chuckled and turned off the lights. Not tonight, sweetie. Mommy is very tired and I have to get up early tomorrow. Good night, Sophia. She said, closing the door with the same smile she had moments ago. What hurts me the most is the sheer fact that I will never be able to see that same smile ever again. Creak. I awoke to the sound of one of the wooden floorboards being stepped and pushed down on. Mommy, I said in a sleepy voice while rubbing my eye trying to get a clear vision of my bedroom door. I heard the sound of footsteps coming from the front door and into the living room. The footsteps sounded heavy, but light as a feather in the sound of tapping before each step. That's when I heard my mom's voice. Come in, come in, I'll prepare some nice, warm tea for you. Ah, oh, that would be lovely. I give you my thanks, Ms. Winfield. Almost all feeling of tiredness strayed away from my body as I fully sat myself up. A visitor. At this time of hour, I stepped slowly off my bed and tiptoed to my door, opening it ever so slightly. Laughter. I could hear my mom laughing at whoever was downstairs. Why is she up? I thought she would have been asleep. Did she go out to grab something? I questioned. She would sometimes make quick trips to the nearby dairy department, but she has never invited someone over this late before. Oh, you're too diverting, Mr. U. What was your name again? I heard the sound of our couch squeak, indicating that whoever was down there was now standing up. Slowly. Never mind that Ms. Winfield, I've come to talk more about you. If you'd like. It was the sound of a man's voice. His voice sounded so smooth, so calm, so righteous. Please, what's there to talk about? I'm just a little old woman trying to make it by in this small, little town of ours. The man chuckled. Yes. Yes, that does seem to be true. Say, do you live alone, Ms. Winfield? Now I don't know why, but the way he asked this question made me take a few steps back. No, in fact, I live with my daughter. Oh dear. I should have mentioned her before. How selfish of me. I heard the man approach the bottom of the stairs. No, 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 no. He said slowly, do not say that, Ms. Winfield. It's late, and you're probably tired. That being the reason that your daughter may have slipped your mind. Oh, you're so sweet, Mr. Um, what was it again? The man walked away from the stairs and back into the living room. Now, what did I say, Ms. Winfield? I am here to talk about you, not me, understand? Yes, I know what I said about his voice before, but this time he sounded demanding, more formidable than calm. I am so sorry, maybe it is a little too late. I should actually be getting some rest myself for tonight. 
I approached my door once more and peered out. I saw the man walk over to my mom. Very well then, allow me to repay you for your kindness. Repay me. Nonsense, I'm just doing what we should all do around here. And that is to treat one another with kindness. The man leaned down over my mom. It was only then done I realize. He was dressed like the same man from the story. The legend of Wintervale. Same coat, same vest, same gloves, even the same dress shoes. His hat was there as well, but he slowly took it off while balancing himself with his cane. Yes, kindness, though what I'm about to give you is more than just a kind act you would call it. And what is it that you're going to give me, mister? Before my mom could finish her sentence, the man threw his cane to the side and grabbed both sides of my mom's face. What I am going to give you, Ms. Winfield, is death. I watched as his mouth began to open. His cheeks ripped open as his mouth expanded more and more, revealing teeth that were sharp and stained with red. His fingers burst through his glove and wrapped around my mom's head as he took a big, ginormous bite of my mom's full upper body. I gasped, and I saw the man's eyes shift over towards me. His eyes weren't normal, in fact, they were fully filled with black, and the iris in both eyes burned a deep, fierce color of orange and red. I can tell he was looking at me through the dark. His stare terrified me and made me feel as if I was paralyzed, bound from movement. I watched as the man swallowed my mom's upper body and flung her lower half to the side. His hands shrunk back into their original size, and his mouth slowly closed and did the same. The rips in his vest and coat magically formed back into a very neat pattern as he picked up his hat and positioned it carefully on the top of his head. He then picked up his cane and walked over to me with a short, yet long stride. Then he got to the stairs. He told me quietly, covering his lips with a finger. With one hand, he grabbed the side of the wall and took a great, big lunge up the stairs. I still couldn't move. I just stood there, looking up at him with tears running down my face. My eyes drifted to the bottom of the stairs, and then towards the living room, to where I saw my mom's lower half. Her insides poured out across the floor. The man grabbed my lower chin and lifted my head. Now, now child, you mustn't look. Try to focus on me. His voice sounded just as reassuring as my mother's. Why don't you ever so kindly do me a favor and return back to your room, okay? I listened. For some odd reason I listened, and all the fear, all the sadness, it all went away as I turned and approached my room. That's a good girl. Now, crawl into your bed and wait for sunrise. I will be back for you tomorrow. He said, closing my bedroom door. I laid there and listened. I listened to the sound of the rest of my mom's body being devoured by the visitor. Bones cracking and the rest of her flesh being torn apart. Though I wanted to, I couldn't cry, nor could I scream or call for help. I just laid there. I heard the man walk to the front door and exit my home. After a few minutes of staring at my ceiling, I eventually drifted off to sleep. I awoke the next morning remembering nothing that happened the night before. I got up and went downstairs, ready to see my mom sitting on the couch, drinking her favorite morning tea. However, she wasn't there. In fact, there was no sign of her anywhere. I looked throughout the house and even got dressed and searched the town, but she was nowhere to be found. The day went by. The townsfolk desperately looked for my mom's whereabouts, but eventually gave up. With a deep sigh, I returned back home and plopped myself onto the couch, 
crying heavily into the cushion. That is when I heard him, the visitor chuckling outside my window. Outside, in the darkness. Yes, this is more suitable for you. Now, be a good little girl and never speak of what happened or the next time I visit. I will not be as nice if I find out you said anything and I will be sure to see me much. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Much more sooner than before. Take care now, Sophia. And just like that, he was gone. It's been 20 years since then. I am a grown woman now and have a husband with a daughter of my own. I still live in the same town and I still stand accompanied in my childhood home with my family. Now I didn't think about writing this until I noticed something on the wall by the stairs. Something I never noticed before. Claw marks. I am writing this now as a warning to all the town folk who live inside Wintervale. And even the travelers who have come to visit. If you see a man dressed in a gray vest, a brownish overcoat, gray slacks with dress shoes to match, a hat to appear as formal, and a cane to top it off, run. There's no telling whether you're going to be next. Okay, this should be enough. Sophia scooted back away from her desk, ready to warn the people of Wintervale of the danger that resides amongst them. That is when she felt a cold, yet warm hand on her shoulder. I told you I'd find out. MS, Winfield. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day.